Okay. Welcome back, you guys. This is the Authentically Alive podcast still. Still working on a name. But we are back, and we actually have a very special guest today. Um, Me and this special guest recorded an episode last week, and it was really good talking about not conforming to the world and how life with God is just so much better and how living for the world is just, simply to put it, not worth it. But, silly us, we do not have the microphones turned on, so we are back And we are talking about something completely different today, but I will let her introduce herself first. The very special Miss Brody Bird. Hey, girls and guys and parents. (laughs) Um, I'm Brody. I am 23 years young. Young and youthful. Amen. Amen. I literally got chills when you said that. (laughs) Um, I... (laughs) I am in school. This is my second to last year um, by choice, not by age, because I should have graduated. But anyways, besides the point. What are you in school for? Um, I'm in school for marketing, social media marketing, to be exact, precise. Um, okay. And Kennedy requested I tell you what I do for fun. Yep. And what I do for fun is um, go to church. I love that. Yeah. It's the funnest place to be. Yeah. Honestly. Quite literally. Um, okay. Well, let's get into the podcast. Today we're going to be talking um, just a lot about letting it go and when to know when something is worth it and like worth your effort and then when it's not and when you just need to give it to God and let mm-hmm. it go. Because uh, you can get stuck in this place where you think that you're supposed to be striving for something that God has been told you to let go of. So we're going to get into that. But first, as always, oh, we're shoot, going to, yep. Oh, dang. <laughs> we're going to talk about what God has been teaching us this week. So, oh, Brody Bird. Gosh. What has God been teaching yeah. you this past oh, week? Okay. Um, past week is in today. I feel like it's just hitting so close to home is just to be one slow to speak, but like slow to anger and slow to irritability. Like, mm mm-hmm. Before Christ, I was so irritable and I always justified it. Even talking to Kennedy today, I can find a way to blame everybody else for what just happened to me. I literally locked the keys in the house today. Victim mindset's crazy. And said, I don't even know why my mom called me. She's the reason that I locked the keys in the house because she was calling me and I couldn't think straight. I... (laughs) (laughs) That sounds crazy. Like... I would get so irritable and just anxious. Like I literally used to have so much anxiety, but I feel like it creeps back up like certain weeks or certain days. And today has been that day from top to bottom. And I have just literally all day today been trying to run to prayer and like worship music to like your life is so much bigger than forgetting your camp. That also happened today too. this real story. I forgot my camera at home and drove 20 minutes and had to go back. But your life is bigger than that. Yeah, and who's to say that, like, it's so, not even so cheesy, but I've just seen these things of, like, well, maybe God. Bro. Yeah. I like, thought about that. Saving you from something so much bigger that you didn't yes, know. Yes, or I was like, there may have been a reason I needed to come back home, or, like, even if there wasn't, I, there's just so many other things, but, like, let's be fair, I did do, like, three mishaps today. But so that's so okay. I, he was like extra protective. No, literally. But I was just so, even when that wasn't happening, I was just irritable. Like, you know, sometimes you just do something with someone for too long. You're just like, everything is making me mad, bro. Yes. And I know it's not your fault, but I feel like I've been fine compared to like how I would normally 
handle a day like today. There was a point in time when I locked them keys in the couch, in the couch, on <coughs> in the house where I was on the phone with Kennedy and I was literally just calling myself bad names. <laughs> like she said, and this is just the worst day, top to bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally like, I am a box of rocks. Like, but he's been teaching me to be slow to anger and slow to speak even about myself but like yeah even that situation be slow to speak like to other people because i'm just projecting that's good what about you kkd um what about me i would say really what we talked about um earlier the same thing i feel like it's a big stage of just purification and setting me apart in certain areas. And I just feel like I am purifying myself on all areas, whether that be what I'm watching, what I'm listening to. I'm just really sensitive to things that I used to do now just don't sit right with me. And it's not even that they don't sit right. I just don't see the benefit of them in my life. Like secular music's a big one right now. He and said then, first Corinthians. No, literally. What do you say? Not everything is bad but not everything's beneficial oh amen but that's just where i'm at and i'm just at the point where i want god so much and i'm so eager to hear him and to be sensitive to his spirit that if anything is hindering that i'm removing it like if our conversation is not benefiting me or bringing me closer to god and i see it as a stumbling block more than something to help me it's gotta go like i just can't keep justifying little things and little just shows or whatever the case may be i can't keep justifying it because it's getting in the way of like the depths that i want to go with god so i feel like he's just been taking me through that and teaching me that um purification is not just from sexual things Mm -hmm. it's being pure minded being pure with the things that come out of your mouth being pure with the things that you listen to and you watch like it goes so much deeper than just purity and your virginity and all these things so that's really what he's been walking me through and it's been so great this past week seriously i took a break from social media and was just diving into the word like when you when you truly set your social media aside and you don't have your phone you have so much time to talk to god and pray Mm -hmm. and worship and read not even the bible but just read in general other books other you know like developmental books and it's just like there's we have so much time and we waste so much of it on social media when you know, we, we have be, so much time but like in reality we have like no time like yes that. yes like and we choose to waste it yeah like from top to bottom but even i feel like us thinking like how do you stay on a spiritual high going off of like what we feel like god is teaching you because we've talked so often and then we went to that conference and they were like hey the devil's trying to convince you that jesus didn't work in you when you thought he did at that time because you didn't stay in that spiritual higher, like you kept falling into the same temptation after a week of freedom. And like when you do cut out tiny things, it might even be like a certain habit in your morning routine. Yeah. Or like one TV show, like tiny things that seem so tiny. And you're like, Oh my gosh, I've been on a spiritual high for like a month now. Mm -hmm. And I've never like fluctuated never went down. Like, it's insane no, like, what it really is and then it just makes you wonder like kind of like what you said if you what was it the year like a year oh yeah i saw somebody's instagram note and they're like a year from now you're gonna wish you started today and that's just where it goes like even this past week i'm like dang 
the growth that's happened within myself spiritually this past week why haven't i been this disciplined and this Bro, just focused on the, the lord is a liar like and ugly say about money yeah i don't need to talk late <laughs> about money about any sin sexually anything and it's like oh well i'm not gonna see a change in one day so why even start now mm-hmm. and i'm like when when i saw that instagram note and i was like in a year imagine still not having started imagine yeah. still in a year being being like oh tomorrow mm-hmm. and you're like you go look at your camera and you're like oh shoot that was 365 i'll do it tomorrow yeah and then i'll probably do 366 because yeah why would i start now like mm-hmm. it's insane like how much you can really get done even like people working out two weeks in and they're like i kind of see a change and i'm like well, i'm not gonna see it tomorrow so why would i do it today or we go to work out twice and we're <laughs> like it's done nothing this is so yeah, pointless this ain't even worth it y'all yeah like what saves two dollars like i can't afford a taco you can't we'll never afford anything in your life <laughs> like get out of here no it really is the enemy enemy will try to play mind games with you and not even to like the enemy too but just like being idle and being lazy like there's a difference between resting and like taking oh care gosh. of yourself and then being just flat out lazy i used like, to treat myself every hour of the day yeah like you can only <laughs> treat yourself so much girl like, like oh you've worked so hard you got out of bed go get that coffee girl yeah what you are it's in crazy. debt that's your second credit card like what are you doing <laughs> that's crazy. oh thank goodness for god and his grace for real um okay well we're just gonna go back and forth asking each other some questions about this topic it's gonna be just like i said letting things go it's gonna be about you know family relationships platonic and romantic and just wherever the spirit wants to take us so do you want to start or do you want me to start i can start okay big dr pepper gulp (laughs) um okay my first question is um how do you decide when to let go of like family struggles and the boundaries of i love you so much like towards your family siblings parents whatever and i have loved you so much through what you've put me through but this relationship isn't serving me anymore and like do you ever come to the decision of like okay i actually don't want to continue this or do you think being like christ means okay I'm going to keep forgiving you and forgiving you and forgiving you. Yeah, that's tough. I think there's a huge difference in people. Oftentimes I myself included get themselves in positions to hurt themselves because they think being like Christ and following God and being a Christian, we are called to love people. That is without a question. Love people unconditionally the way that, he would love Mm -hmm. but we are not called to tolerate everything and i feel like those two get so just confused with each other because they think oh i was thinking this like oh i have to love them well means i have to forgive them what i love them well meaning i have to forgive them Mm -hmm. and then i have to allow them unlimited chances to just keep walking Mm -hmm. all over me keep making the same mistake because it's not a mistake if it's this if you're doing it over and over again Mm -hmm. like that's a pattern that's a habit that you are willingly doing now whether you're intentionally doing it or subconsciously doing it 
it's still being done and you don't care enough for me to make a change or to even try Mm -hmm. to make the change and so i think for me it just comes was were you just asking like when to let it go and give it to god yeah like when do you make that decision i think or are you ever supposed to but like you're obviously saying yes well yeah because the the bible tells us to guard our heart above all else Mm -hmm. guarding your heart doesn't just mean from that boy or that girl as hard as it is, if family members or super close friends are doing more harm than they're doing good, and they could literally not know that they're doing it, mm-hmm. but it's setting those healthy boundaries, a boundary of, hey, maybe we just don't talk when you've been drinking, or hey, maybe we just don't talk if you've had a hard day because you tend to project things onto me, and I know it's not coming from a bad place, because I think people look at boundaries as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm setting this boundary because I love you so much. Well, that's why I think it's so important. It's like I, a lot of cultures and even like our society will tell you if you decide to like leave your family or like move far away or even like not communicate with your family like a lot that they're like, you don't love them. And I'm like, no, this is me like loving you so much. Like I don't want to ruin the relationship all together yeah and like i don't know it's just like you can only do so much i think people think me stepping away from you and letting go of you even though you're my family member means that like i'm giving up on the fact that you could ever change yeah no i which think isn't what i'm doing no not at all me stepping away is allowing room for us to go even deeper honestly like yeah for our relationship to last longer than it would if i stayed here and made it just work but i get so caught up in like oh this is happening and when like things are really bad i'm like i need to be out of this space but then when i think about certain things i'm like oh my gosh like i feel so bad this is like their first time living life too and this is da 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 and I'm like so forgiving, which is great. But like, I cannot love you well in this space. Like, I'm not loving you like Christ. Mm-hmm. I am not showing you the love of Jesus. I've struggled with that so much with my family of like, okay, now I'm like misrepresenting Jesus to you. Mm-hmm. And nobody deserves that. And like, you need to be, which it's not for everybody, but for some people, you need to be like a healthy distance away from certain people. And it mm-hmm. may be your family. And I always feel like if I completely go the opposite way and like let go of that relationship, not fully, but like to an extent that it's me thinking, oh, they're never going to change or they're, they're going to think, oh, she never believed in me. And I'm like, no, but like I cannot stick around for like all of that to unfold. Yeah. Like I can't be there for that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think even like speaking from experience of like me even just moving out and being on my own and withdrawing in that way, it's allowed our relationship to just be better in the sense of I can come around when I know that I'm in a good headspace and when I know that like I will be able to love them well and not project, you know, like getting irritable or getting angry mm-hmm. or getting just all these feelings that I never want to feel. Cause at the end of the day, I hate feeling those feelings, but mm-hmm. that's only going to happen by me stepping away and being able to come in and then being able to leave that situation and that environment and go home where it's not just like a continual thing all yeah, night well it's like almost like when you choose to live with the husband like we're at the age now if you're living with your parents like they're overstepping every boundary in your life 
from like morning routines, night routines. I'm super mad and came home and like you are going to ask me why I'm mad and I just wanted to talk to nobody. Like it's like a whole different boundary being overstepped when you're above the age of taking care of yourself Mm -hmm. and living with people who are still trying to play the role of taking care of you. Yeah. Like it's just a weird boundary that like, no. (laughs) Yeah. No, it is super hard. And so I would really just say like, yes, love them unconditionally, but like I said in the beginning, don't tolerate everything and don't feel like you have to tolerate everything just because you want to show them more of Jesus. And also I just feel like to say, give yourself grace. I was so hard on myself in that very aspect of, Oh my gosh, I should have said this. I shouldn't have said this. They're not going to see Jesus this way. Yada, yada, yada. And that's so silly to like of me to think that I'm the only way that they will be able Mm. to see Jesus or I'm the only way that they're going to get to Jesus to be saved. Like Mm -hmm. God is using so many other people in whoever's life that may come to mind right now that yes, do what you can and plant those seeds, but give yourself grace. You are human and you're not going to get it right every single time. And that is fine. As long as you are like, you have that mindset of like, okay, I want to be better and I want to be better for my family and you are taking ownership of the actions that you are doing and your part playing into it, God's going to take care of it. Like Mm -hmm. the feelings that you feel for those people that you want to come to Jesus so badly and that you want them to just be so transformed by his love and his goodness and his grace, the feelings you feel, just imagine how God feels about them. Mm -hmm. He loves them more than you will ever be able to love them. His feelings are so much more than how we feel. And so I think just that simple as that is like trusting that he wants to see that for them more than I will ever want that. And so it's like trusting that he is in control. And at the end of the day, like my prayer has always been like, God, do what you did in me and through me to them. Mm-hmm. Give them the same experience you gave me, but like make it for them. I can't put my experience on them. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can, I can tell them like, it's just so much that you can only say that they just have to experience it for themselves to really be changed. Cause I'm speaking for myself it's too. Like, of like, It is a whole experience. Like it that, is That's truthfully the only way I came to even know Jesus was because of how I felt. I begged to know Jesus for years and was told about him continuously by people and was like, guys, there is no signs. Like even like with factual evidence of like Jesus being on earth, I'm like, bro, if he has risen, why doesn't he come meet me? Like, yeah. why? And when you actually have the experience and put in the work and like show the effort that you want to actually know Jesus, it's like, oh my gosh, like I would never deny this in my life. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Um. Okay, I want to ask one. Um. How, how do you know if it's a relationship to keep trying or let go of? So I guess what signs are there to show that the relationship is doing more harm than good? So kind of going off of what we've already been talking about, but... Maybe you can talk about in like a romantic relationship. I feel like this is tricky because I don't want to step on toes and be like, it's black and white and like every relationship is different. Um, But I feel like it is very black and white with like, if you see red flags, leave. Um, um, I was reading a book and it was like you, when you decide to enter a dating relationship, yes, it's just you and that other person, but you need a community of people at church that know about it and meet that person and give you feedback and like 
if you have family in your life or other friends in your life, they need to meet that person on a personal level. And if those people in your life that you know want best for you tell you things about this person, leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I used to struggle in like, well, I don't know their full story. Maybe there's a reason that they're a little hesitant. Maybe there's a reason they're a little bit insecure and do this and that. There's very well could be a reason for that. But I think if you decide to leave upon that red flag, upon somebody telling you to leave, they would come back and explain themselves in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have to sit there and stick through it and give them the benefit of the doubt without them even explaining to you. And I think even even if there is an actual reason for them to like have this red flag, um, and it may be tiny, but like when you stay it shows them that you're willing to like lower your standard mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh, even unintentionally. Like we talked last night with our friends about women pursuing versus initiating. And it's like, men, if a woman initiates cool, but if she pursues actively, like not even intentionally, a man loves it. He's like, Oh my gosh, she's pursuing me. Yeah. Like it, initially. And you're like, their ego. yeah, you're like, oh my gosh, like she's treating me like this isn't, this never she's happened before. She's paying for me. Yeah. Like this hasn't happened before. It feels really good as a woman. It feels really good to be pursued. And so when a woman does that to a man, unintentionally, they like fall back and don't pursue you because you've been pursuing them. So I feel like when you're in a relationship and someone unintentionally does something and you stay, they're going to then unintentionally keep crossing more and more boundaries. Yeah. Like, I I don't want to act like it's black and white because I used to try to fluctuate like there's this type of relationship and this and everyone's different. But I I feel like it is black and white. Like there's just certain things where you're like, "Mm, no, like Mm -hmm. I can name specifics of talking to a man of God. And I felt like there was multiple encounters where he really placed his like ego and like idolized women in his life like just the attention he like loved the attention and i didn't have any proof that it was like that but now that we're now that i'm out of it i'm like oh my gosh you were blind like you were in that and pretend to be blind and if i would have just been able to tell my friends like hey he did this if i if i wasn't hiding it because I was like, oh, shoot, if I tell my friends this and they're like, he's probably talking to other women, um, well, that would have had to leave. <laughs> yeah, that's where it just comes into like having that trusted close circle around you, too, though, because when your emotions come into play with it, we talk about this all the time. Red flags become pink. They don't become the red flag that says scream, go away. But if I am talking to someone and I go to Brody and I tell her she's able to look at that that circumstance and that situation without the that without the feelings like attached and like being the lens of someone outside of it so she's able to have a level-headed mind about what's going on instead of me filled with the emotions wanting this man to be a part of my life so then I'm not justifying it I'm actually like bringing somebody to the table that's not like attached to it in any way and if they're like, no, Kennedy, then like, okay, you need to take a step back and like really think about that and try to see it from not a, oh, I want this to work so bad, but like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm okay if this doesn't work. And I think the biggest thing for me is 
just that if you're questioning whether you're mm-hmm. the only one if you're yeah. questioning if you're good enough if you have to question anything well i feel like there's something well yeah what are you having to question no yeah like honestly if you're questioning is he being intentional does he want to date is he yes. dating to marry these aren't cool we should not ever be questioned i agree (laughs) yeah no you should not be questioning any of those things so i say first immediately if you are questioning those i wouldn't say like run like get out of Mm -hmm. that because it's kind of like you said like you want to say it's that black and white but sometimes it's not but if you have that intentional conversation with them and nothing changes leave like immediately or there's no conversation leave. had about oh maybe you interpreted that wrong because there's a lot of times where i'm like i'm feeling things that aren't actually happening yeah because just like they may be doing unintentional things to me i'm sure i'm doing things unintentionally as well but off of that i feel like a main reason that we ignore red flags um and it was in the book that i had read too called not yet married where like you paint this picture of a life i will see a boy on instagram and will paint a picture of this beautiful life he's a man of god he's this he's that blah 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 blah. paint a picture a whole life with him now that life exists in my brain like literally it's existing yeah and so then when it doesn't work out or for one i'll try my hardest to make it work out because the end of that story is in my brain like we can get there We'd be falling in love with potential Bro. way sooner than we fall in love with the person. Even, and it's I didn't dangerous. I see potential. It's dangerous. I saw a face. Dangerous. And I'm like, the end of the story is painted in my brain. So my brain thinks realistically we can get there. But like when it breaks, first of all, I'm trying so hard not to let it break. But then when it breaks, it's like mourning a death, which mm-hmm. it's not that dramatic in some cases, but other times it is. And I'm like, if you in the book, it said him and his girlfriend dated as if they were going to marry somebody else which sounds crazy like they weren't seeking other people but it was like okay we may not get married like we're just dating even though the goal was to date to marry if that makes any sense i know it's confusing but and they were like when you don't think that's a person you're going to marry one it makes it so much easier to not fall into sexual temptation um it makes it easier not to paint this huge picture of a life with them i'm not thinking about kids like i'm literally thinking about this person in the present moment because i'm telling myself that's not my wife and he's like and now it's my wife like yeah. it's just like i'm like you have to trick your brain trick the devil like you have to trick everything but i'm like if you wouldn't paint that picture from the beginning you'd see a red flag like i'd love to be able to say oh when i found christ i saw red flags in everybody because for one christian men most of the times and women have the same red flags as that yeah. non-christians do no like they're still there they're the same thing (laughs) so like i would love to say oh i finally figured it out and and left them as soon as i felt that way no i didn't well i think even like you were saying the second that you feel like you have to close your hand on someone or something and just attach all of you to that thing is the second that you know you probably shouldn't be in it because when you can sit here with an open hand i talk about this all the time but like an open hand of allowing god to just put things in your life and take them when your hands open you're okay when god brings things and you're okay when he takes things even if it's something that you really wanted the second that you close your your fist and you grasp onto that thing whatever it is whether it's a job a relationship a friendship anything whatever it is when you close your grip on that 
one you suffocate it so badly that you don't even allow it to grow to its full potential or grow to where god wanted it to be and when your hands open so many things can happen god can continue putting things in your hand he continue growing them he can continue doing everything that he wants to do and so i think just having that mindset and just like that scarcity if you feel like you have to do everything you can so this person doesn't leave let them literally Mm -hmm. let them and then i would also say if this person is causing you to have anxiety or just feel uneasy Mm -hmm. um that's that's not right that's not from god no because i literally used to justify that i don't know what i said to justify that but i yourself you could you come up with so many things like oh my my health's declining no yeah but it's not like you could come up with anything bro and then you look back to what that's what gets me is you look back and you're like was i really that blind like i can see it so clearly that's why you need support of people in your life who are like yeah you need other people I looking don't at want it this for you mm-hmm. but even like you said about the the hand thing it's so many times that like people and myself i'm like oh my gosh i trust god so much and my hands like bleeding from yeah. everything i'm squeezing yeah like my real my ex relationships my current relationships my friends and this person that doesn't talk to me anymore and i'm like why don't you talk to me anymore and my school life and my home life and my hands are like bleeding and these people are suffocating and half of them are dead yeah and i'm like i just trust you so much god like yeah like let it go wherever you tell me to go i'll go yeah and i'm like yep texas texas god texas yeah and i'm like bro no like just relax that is so good when you yeah like (laughs) you can't keep no but really you can't i'm like hurting everyone in this palm but like also like oh my gosh i'm bleeding mm-hmm. like like i'm hurting yeah like we're all in this together and then that's hurting. so crazy you say like we're so quick to say god use me god move me god send grow me, me wherever god send me wherever <laughs> and you have this idea this relationship mm-hmm. this marriage and what you're supposed to do for the rest of your life you have this all wrapped up in your hand and you're holding on to it for dear life mm-hmm. You have to let that go. You have to let go what you want to do and make room for what God wants to do. Because oftentimes what God wants to do is beyond what you could ever Mm -hmm. think or imagine for yourself. But we, I feel like we try to like trick ourselves. We try to, let me not say we, I will try to even trick God, which is crazy. Like that sounds so manipulative, but I'm like, I'll try to trick God. I'm like, no, really God, give me whatever you want. And then it'll be a friend that likes things a little bit different than me. It'll be a job. that's like a little bit different than I thought was going to be. And I'm like, "Mm, that's probably not from you. God, you would send me something I wanted. Exactly. Like you knew what I wanted. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll just hold out on that because God has better. And I'm like, uh, let's talk about that. Rip up your list. (laughs) I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. I'm like a man shows up five, seven instead of five, (laughs) 10. And I'm like, god i just know you wouldn't have sent him like no and i there's a there's a fine line between yes god knows your desires and he knows what you want he's a good father and he will give you the desires of your heart best for you he amen because (laughs) you can't keep looking at these superficial things that like just tear up your list i promise you the second that you tear up your list god will bring things and people into your life that you never even would have thought twice would be a part of your life because that list was blocking everything that he wanted to do when you have a list it's like it's like limiting your mind like yeah i like somebody who's six three curly hair 
play sports. What? Like, I'm not even allowed to be creative anymore. Like, yeah. I like one human, and now I've just, like, took off half of planet Earth. More than half. How insane of me. And it's not even just, like, a list. Like, when you see something like that, that's all you're looking for. And somebody else comes, and I'm like, no way. Yep. And it's like, what did I even do to you? But oh, I, my gosh, I had straight hair. My bad. At the end of the day, though, like... Just like that video on Instagram, I don't know her name. She's on Instagram. She's so great, but she was talking about how like everything just turns to dust. Like, why are mm-hmm. we worried and stressed about the things that are literally not following with us after we leave this earth? 100%. Like, it is all going to dust. Your body shape, dust. His eye color, his hair color, dust. What he does, dust. Like, what matters? <laughs> No, like seriously, what matters is your relationship with Jesus. Like you're looking at that guy or that girl, whoever Mm -hmm. it is. We're kind of talking mainly about guys. But Mm -hmm. like if you're trying to pursue a woman, okay, how does she treat the kids that she is around? How does she treat her family and her friends? How does she respond when life gets hard? What is her relationship with Jesus like? And all these go for both men and women. But it's just like, I mean, the Bible tells us too, like it's the heart that matters. Which we aren't saying like please don't continue talking to someone you're not physically attracted to. Like, but when you set like a standard of like things, like we're not saying, Oh, you don't have to be physically attracted to your partner and go after someone completely opposite of your type yeah, in no. whole life. We're not saying that. Just be open. Right. But when, when something great is thrown at you and you're like, Oh man, that's a little different. Yeah. Explore it. Yeah. Like, like there's probably a reason Take that the chance. happened the way it did. Amen. Okay. Um, Is my turn in it? Yeah, we don't have much time. Do you want to... Should we talk about, like, how letting something go benefits us? And we could go into, like, our thing? Or you could go into yours, too. Okay, go. We can really keep talking. (laughs) I mean, they're just going to listen to a long podcast. Pidkiss. Pidkiss. So you want me to go? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my next question was, have you ever let something go and saw how it benefited you? Or how has letting something or someone go made room for God's best in your life, whether that be the same thing but better or something completely different? Mm, I feel like when you say letting go, I'm not like I'm picturing myself let these certain things go. But like letting it go doesn't mean that it doesn't still come to my head. Yes. Um, And I picture like letting go of like my past relationship which it could even be multiple of them but it's like there were so many times which i guess can get personal but me and my ex were worldly we broke up before i found christ i didn't find christ till a year after we broke up talked on and off um i feel like question on both of us question like should we get back together with this work and i think we're both really just lonely and miss each other which i think you'll miss your ex for the rest of your life I don't think you will miss your ex because you want them. Yeah. But because I painted that picture, I did things I shouldn't have done. Like, and I won't speak for everyone because some people don't have that same situation. But, um, I would think about him randomly and there are still times where I'm like, Hmm, what if, which I'm single, I talk to nobody. So it's like, that's heavily there still, but being able to let it go and like, I would never text him. I would never look up his page. 
I would never disrupt what he's doing in life. I would never allow him to disrupt what I'm doing in life. Like letting it go in the fact of like, this comes to my mind and the devil places it on me. And I'm like, here you go, God. I don't want to do nothing with this. Yeah. Like I literally want no part of it. Nothing good is to come out of it. And I feel like I did it enough that it's like instinct to where I think of him and I'm like, okay, cool. Like whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's never like a, like it used to be, well, I could send a text of like praying for you. Like what was coming from that? What were you going to do with that? Like, did you yeah. expect him to text back and then what? But I just pictured that. And like, what have you let go of? And I just feel like, I want to say just say free. Yeah. Because I, especially in our culture is like, do whatever your mind's telling you to do. And there's so many videos on the internet. They're like, if you want to text your ex, text him like life is so short. And I'm like, why would I do that? Yeah. Like that's gone for a reason. Mm -hmm. And if it was meant to come back together, God, God would put it back together in a way that I wouldn't be able to deny. Yeah. But being able to let it go. I think something that's so easy that helped me when I was walking through something like this, um, all the way back in Genesis, when it's talking about Abraham and his, bringing up his son for the offering and so he goes up there and god's like okay i will provide the offering so he goes up there and then he's like okay i actually want your son without hesitation abraham puts his son up and is literally about to kill him and god's like stop stop like i don't want that to happen i just needed to see your faith and your loyalty and so when you can get the mindset of okay, I can bring this to God and I can know and I can rest assured knowing that it is safe and it's being kept here for me, maybe just not right now, or I'm giving it to him so that he can replace it with something better. Nothing wrong happens Mm -hmm. when you give something to God. Mm -mm. Giving it to God either protects it for when the time is right and you need to do some own work within yourself or God needs to do work Mm -hmm. in their heart or you give it to him and it, and it makes room for what he, God's best in your mm-hmm. life. And until you give it up, you'll never know. And you'll oh, end up settling. That. Like, I feel like even him giving up or like certain things you give up. It's so easy. Like anything God's asked me to give up, I'll convince myself. That's one thing I don't want to give up. Yeah. When it's like, there's so many other things, even thinking Samson in the Bible was like, don't cut your hair. And, it, and I bet you he was like, well, now I want to cut my hair. It's like, just, that's literally anything. Like, the enemy will take what's off anything. limits. No, literally anything. All the way back to the garden. Adam Whatever Eve, is off limits is the if, one thing. If he would have been like, don't lay in this grass, she would have been like, I really want to lay in that grass. Like, yeah. It does not matter what it is. I would convince myself, oh, God, anything but that. And and he could change it tomorrow. And I'm like, Oh, that too, God. Like, yeah, you won't we, even be thinking of it. Ourselves. Yeah, like it's crazy. But I think even letting go full circle, like back to the beginning of this podcast, when I like thought of this question too, of like letting go your desires and your things that you may have been running to for comfort. And like, like I said, letting go of certain music, letting go of these TV shows. Because what I tell you, I literally have felt spiritually the best i've ever felt in my entire life this past week it was from letting go of things that i thought quote unquote weren't that bad or they seemed innocent because at face value it is innocent mm-hmm. until it's not and it, until it makes you sin until corny. yeah and so but i don't know i think like that too and then i think like 
I guess we can talk about our friendship too, because I think it can allow just others to feel okay mm-hmm. about letting something go. Cause the fact that we're even sitting here <laughs> doing a podcast is crazy. <laughs> and it wouldn't be this if we both didn't let go. Uh-huh. And it's not that we came together and we were like, Hey team, we're going to let this go. Like we both decided on our own yeah. to give it to God. Um, so I mean, do you want to, well, it is, it's literally, we were talking in connect group. I'm like, it's nothing shy of a miracle, which sounds crazy. Cause like, Whoa, that's deep. But I'm like, no, when I think about me and Kennedy some months ago, which I don't even know how long it was ago now, it had to be like we five said, months, four or five months. Yeah. And I literally remember telling another friend, I was like, no, we just know what's best. People grow apart. I don't ever see myself talking to her again. I literally remember <laughs> I was talking to, I was going to say my friend Jordan. <laughs> I was talking to Jordan and <laughs> talking to this guy <laughs> and we were talking and I was just like, honestly, like, I think it was just a seasonal thing, like seasons. And Literally, I'm like, bro, we just were never meant to be friends. Yeah. And, but I'm so glad that we both felt that way because it allowed giving it to God that much easier mm-hmm. and like nothing crazy happened like we just jumped no. into so much too fast we were living together we were sharing we're boyfriend the same. girlfriend no yeah it was like unhealthy we i were... was the girlfriend no <laughs> <laughs> we were sharing the same bedroom her dog was there we did everything together uh-huh. we would go we went on trips together we like everything you could think of we did together yes and which s- doesn't necessarily equal a bad friendship but like no i think even going into that is like when we split it was like i had to let go of things i didn't even know were needed to be let go of yeah like you have to do some deep digging Mm -hmm. to be like even oh you can talk about addiction like addiction isn't just like substances or sex or alcohol it's like i could be addicted to attention i could be addicted to like this feeling feeling better than somebody yeah like because i feel like i had that like complex of whoever i'm with i'm like Oh, I like deep down feel a little weird about myself. Mm-hmm. So I hope someone likes me a little bit more than them. Cause that just boosts my ego a little bit. Yeah. And like so many times, like when we split up, I feel like we handled it differently, which I could be wrong because all I saw was what you put on the internet. Like that's literally all I yeah. could see. And I handle my emotions, which is part of the reason I thought we'd never be friends again, because I handle my emotions so much differently than her. And we are polar opposites when it comes to emotions. Like, and both of us, I'm like, the way she handles emotions, I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm crying and immediately. And she's like, you're so mean. Why are, do you feel <laughs> nothing? And I'm like, like my emotions come out in anger and stress and hers are like tears, like just sad, which mm-hmm. is typical emotions. So I feel like people look at mine. I remember sitting down with my friend. I'm like, I bet you she thinks I'm the meanest person alive. But like, I haven't slept. Like yeah. I'm up bro. yeah like she crying herself to sleep at least this girl's <laughs> sleeping like i'm up mad like anxiety yeah and it was just crazy how much i realized about myself in that space which is like obviously god wanted to happen but i'm like i was so prideful i was never willing to admit that i was wrong which was like just caused the same argument over and over like kennedy saying i feel like this is happening i'm like no that's not happening i'm not even mad and then like it was just the same story like prideful ego comparison like there was i don't even know if i've told you this but i was like 
there was so many times I would go look at your comments and photos and see the people that we know that wouldn't comment on mine. And I was like, what can I do better? Yeah. Like, what can I no. be doing better? This is so true, though. No, and like, then my mind's like, well, I would never tell Kennedy that because then what if she uses that against me? Yeah. I'm like, the fact that you would think that about your friend. is crazy. Crazy. No, really. Like, that- even when we split, I was looking at your Instagram. I had to delete Instagram on my birthday because I was like, girl, this is your one day. Yeah. <laughs> this no. is your one day. It's just so crazy how yeah like your mind will really just convince you of something that's not even mm-hmm. happening but then convince you to not speak about it and oh, yeah. to not communicate it and to not bring it to the table because then you're like oh well then that's more ammo first of all they're yeah. not even wanting ammo yeah, towards yeah, you yeah I'm they like, don't, now she's about to use it bro like she they don't even if this isn't real then she's gonna be like oh i could have been doing that whole time no <laughs> it's and crazy what it, no it is uh, and i like and when we were saying like we just gave it to god like i'm realizing that like there's some people listening it's like it's not that easy it wasn't no, i kennedy i i thought you gave it to god and i was like not i was like oh thank god kennedy's not in my life anymore like i don't even need to talk to god about this because this is what was supposed to happen and i'm watching kennedy post stuff and i'm like oh shoot like she probably praying about this and i'm just like thank you god moving on yeah like because that was just my whole mindset my whole life is yeah. i'm like oh good this is gone like no wonder i was stressed Whew, relief well that no and yeah. nothing was relieved yeah <laughs> there was no relief oh nice nice <laughs> um no that that's so crazy too of like because we're talking all the time, like, this entire time we've been saying, let it go, let it go, let it go. But even... Let it go. <laughs> yeah, cue frozen. Let it go. Um, but even kind of like you said, having that discernment, and you will only know, you you need a relationship with the Lord so that you can hear, f- like, from Him for yourself. Because situations like this, like, yes, we needed to let it go for the moment. But if you weren't, if we both weren't seeking God... When we came back into each other's lives, we wouldn't have looked at it as an opportunity to have something better than we had before. Our mindset would have been back in the same place of like, mm-hmm. oh, no, God removed her for a reason. I don't mm-hmm. need to be going back to that. And yes, there are some people that that happens. And like, but I feel like we we did that a few times. Did what? Like tried to become friends again. I was like, oh, no, God removed her for a reason. Like, let's get back out of there. Why did I? Yeah. Do that? Well, I feel like we tried to like le- like pick up where we left off yeah and it's like you can't do that actually. and i was like i literally remember hanging out and i was like oh no like actually god wanted you out long term and i'm like first of all and i go did. home and i'm like that was so fun <laughs> which literally goes into my next question of okay i how do you let go and say okay i gave it to god like i'm giving it to you now how long do i wait or i feel like oh my gosh i've been waiting with no answer i see no signs there's like nothing clear i feel like you gotta you gotta get there's <laughs> hair in my mouth <laughs> you gotta get rid of your time frame uh-huh. god is outside of time and the word literally tells us i think it's like first peter or something or second peter where it's like i love god peter. is not god is not slow <laughs> to keeping his promises or something oh, yeah, yeah one of those i actually could be totally wrong but i, I just think ask it's in peter there. himself <laughs> but like when you try to put god in your own box and time frame of course it's going to see like it what of course it's going to seem like it's taking forever 
you can't put a time limit on what God is going to do and when he's going to do it. When you do that, you set yourself up for disappointment because you set this time in your mind. And when something doesn't happen at that exact time, you think one, God has forgotten about you. You think two, that that thing or that person is not for you. When at the end of the day, like, or you take it into your own hands and yes, (laughs) and you have to be patient. You can't, or even kind of going off of that too. Like if something doesn't happen, in the time that you expect it to happen, you can honestly end up settling too for a counterfeit or settling mm-hmm. for something that God didn't ever want you to walk yeah. into. Because like you said, you take it in your own hands and you say, okay, he hasn't met my needs and what I needed by this time. So I'm going to go settle for this relationship mm-hmm. that brings me um, nothing but anxiety and depression and comparison. Mm-hmm. But he makes me feel good and I don't really see anyone else around yep. or I've been really praying for this job opportunity and you haven't met me with it yet. So I'm going to go settle for this job. Doesn't really pay as much, but it's getting the job done. And God's like, if you would have just waited, Bro, I had a friend who literally said, I heard a number from God, like clear as day of what I was supposed to be making. And I settled for less and yeah. literally like the whole situation blew up. They can't, they're not friends anymore based off. And he's like, why didn't I listen to God? Yeah. Which I'm like, I feel like prayer and journaling goes so much in to what I'm about to say. But like, if you feel like you have heard from God, which is what I'm saying, if you feel like you've heard something clear for God, right from God, write it down. Like, because yeah. you will convince yourself that it wasn't from God or that you didn't hear it or you made it up No, because for sure. I've done it so many times. And I'm like, Oh, well maybe that wasn't from God to convince myself that I can take matters into my own hands now. Mm-hmm. And so I said, write it down. And I would say, pray about it because if you feel like God has told you something like, do, like leave that job or like there's a, there's a job coming for you. If God would not tell you something to then never like tell you the rest. Mm-hmm. And so until if I'm like, God says, let go of Kennedy which I don't feel like I realized at the time he was saying that. Yeah. Um, I thought it was my own choice <laughs> and, um, let go of Kennedy. And then I start questioning, Oh, well, when can we be friends again? Mm-hmm. Well, not until he tells you, mm-hmm. if he told you to let her go, he's going to follow up with an answer. Mm-hmm. So you just need to wait. And I don't think you need to be like, Oh, well, Kennedy texts me must be God. To-. No. Yeah. Like he'll make it just as clear as he told you to leave her. Yeah. To like, no, literally. I think oftentimes even just that act of obedience, like he won't even have to say anything because you'll just see by the fruit and the Mm -hmm. actions that happen when you do get removed from whatever the situation may be. Um, That's good. But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, that was a really long podcast. How long? I feel... I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know how to She's read like, that time. I don't know, like 10 minutes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to read that time. It <laughs> was so long, bro. But what should we leave them off with? I guess we can leave them off with like what to just like a few things to do in the quote waiting, mm. maybe like maybe you're waiting for that relationship or maybe God just asked you to leave it and Ooh. now you're you're in that position, what would you tell them? I would say stop waiting for it. Yeah. Like when you said that, I'm just like, yes, you're waiting, but I'm not waiting for it. It at this point it should be waiting for me. Mm-hmm. Like I need to get right with God. Even if I feel like I am right with God, I I don't think you'll ever be right with God till I'm in heaven. Yeah. Like I always have more to learn. I could read the Bible 75 times. 
um, which I probably won't do in my lifetime. But like, if I do, like, that'd be pretty cool. A win's a win. Uh, yeah, a win is a win, bro. <laughs> like, I'm. I mean, I meant like seven times, and then like five times, like seven plus five. But anyways, like, I, like, I'm not waiting for it. Like God said, you're gonna have a husband and kids one day, and I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Um, I'm Don't- not like man can't wait for that i'm gonna get soap which yes get prepared but i'm like i'm just gonna do everything i can in the meantime to get ready for my husband and my kids and it's just like why am i waiting for that like yeah. why am i not just like doing what i should be doing regardless if that was even like in the picture like that even goes down to i'm only choosing to love god because i'm waiting to get to heaven mm. like that don't even make no sense no literally i i say this all the time between us but it was this book and it was like if god's not your heaven on earth and you don't love him so much with your entire being how will being with him Mm. be a heaven for you it won't it won't it won't so why are you well how camera shut off i think (laughs) how even selfish of you to be like oh my gosh god i love you i can't wait to get in heaven but you're like i'm not even cherishing the relationship i have right now like, yes, heaven will be so amazing. And thank you so much for, like, granting me access to eternity. But I'm not even cherishing what I have right here. That's like looking at your husband like, I cannot wait until we are married. Like, that's just going to be, like, so much better than this. And you're like, are you not appreciating anything that's happened the last nine months? Like, yeah, we've been dating for, like, yeah. nine months. <laughs> no, that's good. There's something that you said that I was... What'd you say? Granting you access to eternity. (laughs) Yeah, I think, no, I think people just put like a limitation on, like you don't tap into everything God has for you now. Like it's readily available for you right now. Mm -hmm. There's some things you don't have to wait to get like until you get to heaven to experience. God wants you to experience those things right here, right now. And you only will know that by sitting in quiet time with him praying reading his word knowing him knowing his character and all of that so <laughs> stop that dog is whining i literally can't it's cracking well, me well i up. thought it was like the wind or something i was like <laughs> i was trying to ignore it um okay yeah I, that's good that's good all right bro anything else that's all i got that's all i got all right. <laughs> <laughs>